and welcome to the best day of my life on the Right Reality Podcast. My name is Mixie. I can't wait for you to listen and for you guys to get the payoff that we got. The day is here, a day we didn't see coming, a day that will live in podcast infamy. And a day that we can only attribute to you guys because of your support and love for us. Fox saw us, they heard us, they gave us a screener, and they gave us the king, the one and the only Martin the Butler. And stay tuned at the end for a very quick programming announcement. Oh, big time. Big time programming that. I can't even talk about it. I'm so excited. Let's hear Martin. So without further ado, let's introduce Martin. We're not done getting ready yet. All right, Mixie, let's get prepared. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> getting prepared as well. We have our gloves. Does this mean I'm getting eliminated? It might. Should I leave? This means we're, we're prepared to show you that we're ready to be your apprentices next year, next season. <laughs> I've got news for you. Um, just so as you're aware, I've been listening to your podcast since the very first one. I've listened to every single thing that you've done. Cry. <laughs> Seriously, I listen to it every week, and I, uh, my wife and I sit here and we listen to it. Even the dog has a good listen, and uh, we thoroughly enjoy it. And uh, I, kudos to you; it's absolutely brilliant. Love it. Thank you so much. I'm going to cry right now. <laughs> How do we even function after doing this? This is great. I, I don't know. What a great! That's very kind to say, sir. We appreciate that very much. So sweet. Well, welcome in to the number one Joe Mill. Oh, hold on. Let me try that again. Try that again. The number one Joe Millionaire podcast. Mixie's on the verge of tears. Martin, it is an absolute honor. I don't feel worthy to be in your presence, but I'm going to do my best. I got my gloves on. Brilliant. I have my bell. I'm ready to go. We, we've all got our bells. Yes! Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Oh my god. Obviously, I mean you said you've been you've been listening from day one, you and your wife. Um yes. you know, yeah. clearly our favorite part of the show has been you. Uh-huh. It's been something that has online as well has taken over people loving you and sending you messages. What has been your reaction to like all the love that you've been getting? It it really has been rather overwhelming, I've got to be honest with you. Um I, I didn't know what I was getting into. You've probably heard this, or well, in fact I know you've heard this from other folks. Um we didn't know it was Joe Millionaire. Yeah, um, it was a, a for me. It was an acting gig that I was doing, yeah. and I was going to go in as this butler. And originally, I was told um, I was actually going to be an assistant to somebody else. Oh, um, the the way the the original format was, and they decided not to do that. And I was told that nope, you're it. You're the host. So then the nerves sort of set in a little bit. <laughs> um, but no, it really has been overwhelming. I mean, I, I looked through uh, Twitter and Instagram and various press things and everything else. And uh, yeah, it's, it's very humbling. It's just incredible. Uh, I'm so happy that people enjoy the way I've portrayed this character and uh, enjoyed me, I suppose. It's really, really great. Oh, yeah. People have enjoyed you. I mean, like, like Stephen said, I feel like you've you kind of took the thunder from the Joes a little bit. You've been like the <laughs> shining star of the show. Uh, what was your wife and kids reaction when you kind of told them what actually was going on and then before, and then what was their reaction once it started airing and, you know, you blew up? 
Well, it was a big secret. I mean, a huge secret. We had to, you know, sign the NDAs, as you're well aware of. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I actually went to film, my wife was aware that I was doing a reality show, mm. but didn't know what it was. And quite frankly, neither did I. <laughs> um, but my once we found out that it was Joe Millionaire, I, I couldn't tell her because it was a big secret. And uh -huh. then my, my my kids thought I was touring doing the Rod Stewart. You know, I do the Rod Stewart thing, right? Yes, yes. Oh, we're aware. We're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> so I told them I was just on tour and um, they never found out until until my press release came out in wow. November. No one had a clue what I was doing. Wow. And then um, my wife, I told her then, and obviously she was very pleased, very proud. Yeah. Uh -huh. But my, my youngest daughter came to the house and uh, there was uh, something on YouTube or whatever. And we just sat there. We were just flicking through like we sometimes do. And I said, oh, check this out <laughs> and, and put on the, the first commercial. <laughs> and she sort of looked at it and looked again and like, what are you doing? <laughs> so that's how she found out was a, a YouTube commercial. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. She's become a big, big fan of the show. She, you know, watches it all the time. And uh, I've got uh, watch parties going on down in California. Colleagues of mine that I've known, but they've all kind of come together oh, that's for, awesome. this, uh, for this show. So it's, it's really been fabulous. Was your wife a big reality TV watcher before this? No, neither of us were. Oh, yeah. I, I never watched reality. I, I spent a lot of time uh, on the road touring with various rock bands, things like that, and uh, acting projects, things. And I, I never really watched it. I mean, I've, I've caught glimpses of uh, those other shows. <laughs> but they never really lent an appeal for me to watch. I mean, a lot of people got into Survivor and all these things. I just wasn't my thing. And uh, to be honest with you, when when I went for this gig, it was like, you know, how am I, how am I going to approach this? Because I don't really know that much about it yeah mm -hmm. and how you know the, the formats of these things how is this going to work is it real is it all fake what's the deal yeah so uh, it was a big eye-opener for me once i got involved with it to uh you know see the process and enjoy the process mm -hmm. yeah i mean i will say like what you guys did with joe millionaire is unlike any other reality tv show and i honestly think it probably was because you really weren't in the reality tv world so you really did kind of make it your own which is just one of the many, many incredible things about this show. It was yeah. just so, like, you got really lucky with the cast that you were casted with. Like, just oh, yeah. how sweet yeah. and nice all those girls were that you didn't have to break up cat fights like I'm sure all these other <laughs> hosts had to do on their shows. You know, like, you had a really good crew to work with. It was fantastic. I mean, I thought the uh, casting was incredible uh, for this show. And uh, it, it really was like a crazy dysfunctional family. Yeah. You know, uh, it, 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 and meeting the guys, I was a bit concerned, you know, at first, like, what the guys can be like. Are they going to be egos, you know, uh -huh. flexing the biceps and all this? <laughs> but those two, uh, you know, Kurt and Steven, I, I just adored them. They really did, you know, and I've said this on other in interviews, uh, they became like sons, sort of thing. And it uh -huh. was this dysfunction. I had these two sons and 18, uh, daughters and everyone's dating and everything's like oh my goodness you know <laughs> yeah so you're right in the thick of it but it was it was fabulous casting and and uh you know fox and 495 that was just brilliant what they did i completely agree yeah the very last episode there where you were talking to them before they went out and made their decisions and did all that you had that moment about you know how happy i am you know with with all this type of stuff 
that I mean, you could tell it was absolutely genuine in the moment there. Is it all a blur? Did you see like right from the get go with them like, oh, they're going to connect and they went and the girls, it all went kind of beautifully and nothing kind of really went out of whack. Um, no, I mean, when I first, you know, got together with everybody, we had, the first night was such a long night of filming. Yeah, yeah. it really was. Yeah, we went right through the night into the morning. And, uh, you know, once you get all the personalities there, the, you know, the first night together, everyone's fully aware there's cameras going, there's crew people there, we're all going to be on television, isn't yeah. this exciting, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was very, I, I guess, sort of a facade, very superficial initially. Yeah. But one, one thing I did do, I mean, I spent more time with the guys than I did with the ladies. Yeah. And uh, in the first meeting with them, they were just terrific. I just got a great vibe from them. And we sort of hit it off. And then um, my interaction with the ladies in the early stages, uh, it was very quick, very brief, because we had a lot to get through. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got a ton of people there and all sorts of things you've got to get through. Um, so I didn't get a, a lot of time to interact with them initially. But of course, as the show progressed, you know, you get to know certain personalities uh, within the, the group of ladies. And, uh, you know, some stood out a little bit more than others, but they were all terrific. I don't Mm -hmm. don't want to hear anything bad about anybody. It was a a unique situation that they were in uh, on national television, you know, burying their souls, if you like. Uh And I do do get a little bit annoyed when I read some of the opinions that people have. Yeah. When they formulate these opinions based on this one aspect of these ladies' Mm -hmm. lives. Yep. It's one little piece. Yeah. Yeah. Let it be known, everybody, that Martin's uh, very upset with you, all you <laughs> internet trolls. Let it be known that if he ever finds you, he will ring that bell right in your eardrum. The gloves will be going on. The gloves will be going on. Yeah, the Woo! gloves are going. You're getting eliminated. Off you go. <laughs> How did you get into this hosting gig? So you're telling us that it, you thought it was an acting gig. Was it like a casting call? Did they reach out to you specifically? How did you land into this position? It's a bit of a long story, and I'll try and make it as concise as I can. Oh, take your time, please. <laughs> take my time. <laughs> um, as we are aware, I, I perform... Uh, music do that mm-hmm. and I'd been working with a, a young lady by the name of Samira who impersonates Tina Turner we did a Rod Stewart Tina Turner show oh wow we'd been, we'd been, it was great we'd been developing this act um, for some time and we were just getting it off the ground uh, in as much as we were in Mexico performing down there we'd been to the Dominican Republic some oh, wow. United States shows so everything was going great and then this strange thing it's literally two years ago that we got back from Mexico uh, this strange thing called a pandemic occurred. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was like, Pan- I had to look it up. Like, pandemic? What on earth is that? You know? <laughs> How dare they? So I, I, I remember we got back to Vegas and all our gigs got cancelled. Everything oh. was done. Uh-huh. Um, Samira lived in uh, Vancouver up in Canada, so off she went back up there. And then I was left here going, well, what am I going to do now? So I got a regular job. I, I actually, believe it or not, was a security guard. Yes. Oh my goodness. Wow. For what kind of a for what kind of a building or bank or? I was. Uh, do you, you remember all the uh, terrible stuff with the, the the George Floyd thing that happened? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and we had uh, a variety of sort of protests and things going on in Las Vegas. Yeah. I was actually working on the strip 
when all that really went crazy. Wow. wow. Um, and I sort of moved around to other places. I, I mean, I had to pay the bills, had to yeah. do something. There was uh-huh. no entertainment work. Yeah. And I, I just, it just wasn't in me just to sort of sit around and eat pizza. Yeah. yeah. Didn't feel right. Didn't sit well with me. <laughs> so here I am doing this uh, lovely job and I'm still auditioning. And uh, I got a couple of voiceover parts uh, through an app. Can I say the name of the app? Am I allowed to do that? Sure. We'll cut it Go out. Ahead. If we we'll cut to. it if, if yeah. not. Yeah. Uh, backstage, it's called. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You familiar with that? Yeah. Yeah. So I was auditioning like every day. I'd be sitting in the patrol car and I'd do like 20 auditions a day and videotape wow. myself. Self-tapes in the car. Wow. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. And anyway, this one, I, I'll never forget the day. Uh, I'm There I am. Sorry, my dog's chewing my footwear up. Oi. <laughs> Got to get Come that here. bell. Yeah. This is uh, Basil Buckles is down here. Behave yourself. Oh. A little Faulty Towers reference? Actually, yes. <laughs> I got you. Put a Basil Faulty there. Anyway, so here I am this fine day on this, uh, this work site. And I saw this advertisement on Backstage, which said uh, host or assistant host uh, required for uh, major television and British accent preferred, but not necessary. I thought this is my in. This is it. You're in. <laughs> Try this yeah. out. Let's go. So I sent in my reel and all this sort of stuff, and I got a response. And the gentleman who called me back, I won't mention any names, but uh, he, he said, yep, I'm one of the producers, and I want to do a Zoom call with you. And I was hesitant. I was a bit reluctant because there's so many uh, people on there that aren't really who they say they yes. are. Yes. Uh-huh. And it's like major TV. So I, I took it with a pinch of salt, really. And uh, so we did the, the, the Zoom in, in, interview. But prior to it, it was hysterical because he said, I'd like you to dress up as a butler. <laughs> and I, I thought, well, all right, I suppose I could do that. So I, I put on a, we call them waistcoats, you call them vest and tie and everything. And my hair was still blonde at the time, so I kind of slicked it back. Wow. And here we are, you know, sitting there. We, we talked for a long, long time. Lovely chap. And at the end of it, he said, okay, be a butler for the next two minutes. You know, totally on the spot. On a Zoom call? Yeah. So I just went into this rant about uh, this apparent family that I'd been a butler for in New York and this elderly gentleman, this young hottie and everything. And I just went (laughs) berserk for about two minutes. And he laughed and said, that was great. We'll be in touch. Click. So I thought, what did I do? Did I do well? Did I not do well? (laughs) Anyway, uh, fast forward, a bunch of different calls, callbacks and everything. And then with the Fox people. And uh, eventually I got the call saying... You're it. Wow. You're going to be the butler. But I didn't know it was Joe Millionaire. Yeah. Didn't know. How long was it from them telling you you're the butler to you guys actually shooting? How much time was in between those? Oh, uh, just a few weeks. Yeah. Okay. It was was, for me, it was pretty much two or three weeks and then I was on a plane. Wow. Yeah. What a whirlwind. It really was. Clearly no um, deep ingrained budding skills that you had. Like you don't have a budding license or you didn't go to budding class. No certificate of budding. None of those types of things. You just channeled You just channeled your, your inner butler, if you will. You fooled me. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't consider it butting. I consider it to be the art of the buttle. Mm. Okay. Okay. Noted. Okay. We will go back and delete all the episodes and add that in. No, no. 
we need to keep that in there. And I'd, I'd like to talk to uh, Mixie right now about her reference to my butthole, I oh believe it is. Yeah, oh, well, I'm glad we're jumping right to your butthole. Yes, I wanted yeah. to talk about what was in your butthole, how long you stayed in your butthole, things of uh, that nature. Yeah. I can't believe this is happening. Did you like that? Did you Do you like that nickname for, for your quarters? I'm probably going to get fired now for this uh, interview, but that's okay. Great. Yes, the, the the infamous butler's butthole, as you say. Yes, put it. yes, absolutely, lovingly. Yeah, lovingly, of course. Of course, respectfully. That's your interpretation, but uh, mine, as Martin the butler, would be yeah. those would be the butler's quarters, you see. Okay. But um, that was just that was <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was an area where we did all the oh. um, you know discussions and everything yeah. about eliminations. Mm-hmm. And I, you don't really see me in that. They they decided not to put that in there, but uh, I was always pretty much in that room when the guys were discussing. Yeah, you stayed in your in your butthole often. Okay, that makes sense. Were you sleeping in your butthole, or were you sleeping elsewhere? You seem very fixated on my butthole right now, Mixie. It, it, it was a beautiful it was a beautiful space. I loved the decor. Yes. So yeah, I am very fixated on your butthole. I apologize. I mean it again it, with the most love and respect. Respectfully. <laughs> oh, oh dear. I'm so glad you listened to the podcast because if I not, know. this would have been yeah. an absolute train wreck. All I'm going to say is, uh, uh, Stephen with a PH, you should really jump in now and get out of my butthole. Yes. Yes. Get out of his butthole. Thank you. Mix your beers. Did you sleep there or not? That's, no, that's no, last... no, no. Okay, okay. It was just like an office. It was an office area that we used for filming. Okay. Um, they actually put me in this beautiful. They put me in the presidential suite. In the manor? No, 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 the manor. Um, it was a forty-five minute drive for me oh. to and from uh, set to yeah. the mansion. Wow. So I was uh, in a hotel, and again, that was just. I mean, I've, I've been toured with rock bands and things. You know, I'm used to like crashing on the bus or, yeah. you know, uh, Motel 6 and stuff. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, you're in the presidential suite. I thought it was a joke. I honestly thought it was a joke. <laughs> and then we get upstairs and guess what? I'm in the presidential suite. Wow. That's awesome. Baskets of fruit. And... Now, the funny thing was it was, actually came very handy because another thing we can get into this in a bit, but we did etiquette lessons for all the activities that the gentleman did. You don't get to see them. Uh, okay. I didn't make the cut. Um, but there was things like they, they called me one day while I was still in quarantine and said, can you, uh, can you waltz? Oh. I was like, uh, no. Well, learn it. Can you uh, line dance? Uh, no. Well, learn it. So <laughs> fortunately, in the glorious uh, presidential suite, which was overlooking the Home Depot, fabulous view. Lovely. There's that brand integration that we saw in the final episode. Uh-huh. All those, those Home Depot, Depot buckets, buckets. That's that where they it. came from. You picked them up on the way to the finale. Yeah. I see. You're like, oh, I'll just grab them from here, guys. I'm on the way. Yeah, I'll take them. 20 Home Depot buckets. They had all this furnishings, like a dining area and couches and everything. And I used to sit in different ones each day to try and feel important. <laughs> but when it came to learning the, uh, the dance moves, I just cleared it out. So it was like a dance floor. I got my YouTube videos on. I was like, one, two, three, one, two, you know, doing all this so that when we got there. Amazing. Because I got to teach these guys. Yeah. And if I don't know what I'm doing, I look like a pillock, as we say in England. <laughs> look what this dog's done to my shoe. Can you see oh that? Oh, my goodness. Unbelievable. And this, this, is, this is from Joe Millionaire. I, oh, I yeah? Stole really? Yeah, stolen. Yeah. How dare he chew up the, the nice merchandise? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rotten dog. That's all. 
<laughs> oh man, that's so funny. Well, okay, you called it out when we put on our gloves. You said immediately, "Am I being eliminated?" I want to understand, and maybe we dug too deep. It's possible, you know. We tend to do that. We got in the weeds. Was there a significance to when you had gloves on and when you didn't? Were you actually putting gloves on for elimination to like signify that it was elimination? What was that, or was it just you had your gloves in your pocket, you put them on, or you didn't? <laughs> I always had a. Oh, sorry, this dog. I always had. Um, would you go and sit down? I'm trying to do an interview with the number one Joe Millionaire podcast. <laughs> Look at this. You see, there's a hound there. Ah, go. Oh, my goodness. Um, oh, God. This this could be a problem in a second. Just sit. Thank you. Gloves. Gloves versus not yes. gloves. Was there a reason? Yeah. Uh, I had an ear earpiece in, and if the producer said, put your gloves on, I put my gloves on. Okay. Um, and initially, it was just like, you know, what was I doing kind of thing? I mean, if I was... Uh, I think you guys noticed one time on the intercom, the voice of God, mm -hmm. uh -huh. you know, when I was talking and he didn't have his gloves on, you know? Yep. Um, well, something like that. I didn't have my gloves on because I had to hit a button. That was actually live. I had to press a button on that. Okay. Uh, so there were certain things I wouldn't have them on, but usually when it was very formal yeah. and we were going to have an elimination, it seemed appropriate to have those on. Mm -hmm. And clearly the way it was uh, edited, you know, post shoot and everything, it, it certainly looks that way. But it was basically, it, it, you know, most of that stuff wasn't my call. It was uh, the producers would say, yeah. we need this, we need that. Sort of. Okay. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. You brought up the intercom. So was so you're saying that was real. So, Stephen, yes. just want to note that I was right again, yep. as usual. Yep. Yeah, you were right. Thank you so much. Um, did it go to the gentleman's quarter as, as well? Was it one button to hit that went to both of them? Or, like, what was that? I can I can explain how that. Okay. This dog is driving me nuts. Would you please? You're embarrassing me. <laughs> You're going to get me fired from Fox. Okay, so the way it worked was um, on occasion, I had to announce something to everybody. If the guys were in their quarters, what they did was we'd get a producer's phone. Yeah. And there'd be a producer's phone at the other end. Okay. And it would be on speaker ah. so that when I hit the button, they could hear through the speaker and the phone. Got it. So that it wasn't actually linked up. No, there wasn't okay. like a speaker system throughout, but that's... That's how it was done. So yes, you know, if they're reacting, that's not overdubbed. I mean, it was actually done, yeah. uh, you know, just for the producer's fun. Okay, that makes more sense. I'll clear things up for you today. <laughs> we talked about stuff that was that got cut. I think you tried to get a new version of the of you saying, as they say in my country, into every episode. But you know, yeah. the editors stole those <laughs> moments for us, and we will never forgive them for that. <laughs> were there any of the sayings that you were super proud of that you were like, how did this one not get in? Yeah, there was one because <laughs> I, I I got a call one time saying, you know, do you have some sayings, you know, that you would use? And I said, yeah, but they're totally inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there was one that I did and I was I thought it was going to make it because um, I, I didn't think anyone caught what I said. You know, they said, oh, that was rather funny. Uh -huh. But what did I say? I said, uh, a swift one up the jacksies worth one in the bush. <laughs> now, if you actually take that literally... You know, as we say in my country, a swift one up the jacksy, which means, um, yep. well, one up the uh, butler's quarters. Yep. Yes. Uh-huh. Is worth one in the bush, which if you go back to 70s porn, I yes. suppose. You know, so there goes the bell. 
But anyway, so the, but a lot of the phrases, because I, I lived in London, a lot of it was Cockney rhyming slang and stuff, and it just wouldn't have worked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we did come up with some, uh, what was one of them, never stuff a turkey when your mother's in the bath. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. And that was one of mine. I just, I just threw it out there, and they said to me afterwards, is, is that a real saying? I'm like, well, I'm sure somebody said it. Yeah. <laughs> I said it, so yeah, I think it is. I said it. Just said it right now. Must be real. Yeah, it wouldn't make sense if you were like, all right, everybody, up up the apples and pears. They'd be like, what the? What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does what that it mean? Stairs, just up the up the stairs, everybody. Geezer's got a dodgy barnet, so he's got a syrup on because he's got a messy old boat, <laughs> which meant nothing to you, I know, but you know what it is. All the Cockney rhyming slang, I love. Yeah, yeah, it's fun stuff. The teacup one was my personal favorite. Uh, when you said if you're drinking wine before noon, put it in a teacup. I have now started to do that, and it's changed my life. So thank you so much for that bit of information. It saved me from losing my job. So thank you. I thank my mother for that. Oh, is that <laughs> because, a her? Was uh, that a her saying? Well, it was a her doing. <laughs> she used to uh, rather enjoy a tipple of sherry, you see, mm. and not not in those nice little refined glasses, but like by the mugful. Ooh. And she used to refer to it as her cold coffee. I love it. So she'd always hide it in these things, and uh, it was quite hysterical. Quite nice. a character, that woman. Speaking of somebody who may have uh, drank a little bit more alcohol than they probably have should, we have to talk about the camping night in Bree. Yeehaw. You know it. <laughs> yep. Yeehaw, indeed. What a moment. Uh, obviously, one of the highlights of reality television for all time, the the great Daddy Martin moment that we've played. We actually just interviewed uh, Calla and Steven. We both got them to do their Daddy Martin, so you'll hear that as well. Good, good. Um in that moment where you had to go in and help her, it appeared that Martin the butler disappeared and Martin the father took over. D- is that how that felt in the moment for you as well? Because you're like trying to be this, you know, butler character. And then all of a sudden you have this like, you know, drunk girl and then like father mode probably kicks in instinctively. Right. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, that filming session out of the camping trip was the most chaotic crazy <laughs> night ever i mean it really was uh, i don't want to go too much into detail but I, I i remember sitting in the control area for about three hours there was so much we were supposed to do and then we couldn't do it because they all got drunk well because the drama happened and what you see oh. is a, a small bit i mean it got crazy anyway so i'm sitting there in the control area and there's various producers going out and trying to calm the situation, get things back on track. <laughs> and then uh, I remember hearing, send in the butler. I... <laughs> it was great. You walking headlamp, just straight. Headlamp fully on. Oh. When, when they set that up, I mean, I was ready to go down there, right? And they said, oh, hang on, we've got some stuff for you. I'm like, oh, okay. And I thought, what, what could that possibly be? You know, some mosquito repellent, perhaps? <laughs> no, this, this miner's thing, this, this, this lamp. And it stuck that on my head, and then oh, you bet! I made a heck of a job putting on that uh, vest thing, you know, getting yeah, the right uh-huh. way around, tied that on, and then they're like, "Here's your bell, there's your glove, off you go." See what you can do to calm things down. I thought that's exactly that's how it felt. It was like we're out of options. Just send Martin in. Just send. Uh-huh. It felt like something out of the Truman Show, where they're just like, "Cue the sun." It, it really did. It really did get to that sort of stage. And yeah. um, you know, you want reality television. You got it in that episode, big mm-hmm. time, for sure. In fact, a lot of you know, we'll get into that. But uh, this is, I think, the most real 
of the reality shows out there. Amen. And I know because I, I was there. You know, mm -hmm. I, I saw it went down. But yeah, the, the, the camping trip thing. So, I, you know, I went down there and it became very apparent that everyone was just losing it and arguing and drunken. Oh, dear. So, and I, when I sent them off, I didn't know where they were going. Yeah. I was just told, uh, just point in that direction and tell them there's something down there. Oh, you didn't know about the swings? No, I didn't know what it was. I, I mean, it could have been, you know, a, a field full of cattle or something. I mean, we did hear the mooing. Yeah. Uh, so I just sort of said, yep, head down that way. And then uh, again, I got a prompt saying, you know, you need to go check out the tent because, okay. uh, you know, Brianna's oh, in there and there's a, uh, a situation. There's a situation list. Let's use that word. So in I went and that really did. I mean, Brianna, she is adorable. Mm -hmm. She really is glorious. And uh, I went in there and clearly, as I heard on her um, you know, she, she'd had a little bit too much to drink and fair enough that this happens. Yeah. But the thing that, uh, when I, if you like broke character was yeah. when I heard her say I'm ugly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was it. Then it was like, okay, I'm not, I don't care what's going on. I need to, uh, console this young lady and, you know, I cannot have her feeling that way. Yeah. Uh, especially yeah. in this, this situation she's in. Um, so that conversation went on a good deal longer than you actually see uh, in, in the clip there. And it, it really was from the heart. I, I really felt sorry for her in that moment. You know, such this, this beautiful young lady, and here she is saying, oh, I'm ugly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. Um, and then after that, I, I heard something. <laughs> Perhaps it was you that criticized me. I'm not sure. Was it me? Maybe. Someone, <laughs> someone said, you know, and then he takes her off and throws her on a swing. <laughs> But that's not entirely. See, I didn't know where I was going. You see, we got out of there, and the weird thing is, it was a long way to that ride. Oh. And okay. they had everybody blindfolded. So now picture this Jesus. I've got Rihanna in a blindfold. Oh. We're walking through a field in the middle of the night, <laughs> and there's potholes. I'm trying to hold her up. She's trying to escape and take the blind off, oh, and it's supposed to be a big man. surprise. It was absolute chaos. And. I mean, I, I did slide down a hill at one point. You don't see that. But we eventually got there. And, uh, you know, I managed to cheer her up by then and yeah. told her to, you know, do not go and have another conversation with Stephen. Do not talk <laughs> to anybody. Just enjoy the rest of the night and go to sleep. Uh -huh. yeah. So then we get there and, and she's just like, this is fantastic. I want to go on this thing. <laughs> and, um, and again, what you see, the way they edited that, that is jet totally me being me it was like i was i was worried yeah um i thought she's probably just gonna throw up or something and i thought that uh -huh. more... oh for sure i don't see how she didn't and that like we're gonna put i was shocked she did it yeah on a swing and just go around her body goes limp and it's just she was a trooper yeah she was gumby in there just like <laughs> flying around yeah and that was a bit of a concern and then yeah got her off and she came over but then she was all excited no i'm going back on and boy she went down so hard like when she fell over yeah and uh -huh. you you hear me on the thing go, oh god like this i was just looking going up oh, you know <laughs> eyes rolled up in the back of her head i was like this is just not good medic yeah medic get the ambulance <laughs> over here but no she got up and she was fine and eventually um they all went back and I believe you discussed this as well. If I'm talking too much, just interrupt me, all right? No, no, no. Nope. You keep going. This is amazing. They will cut us off when they need to cut yeah, us off. they tell us when to yeah. stop. <laughs> when um, 
I think you just you discussed the fact that we didn't see what happened the rest of the night. Uh-huh. Yes. You know, so we we finished there, and the next thing is the morning. Well, thank goodness, because I mean, everybody was spent. Yeah. Everybody was done. You know, by the time that ride was over and everything, it was well into the wee hours, and everyone got back. And I think literally, people were just like, oh, "That's it." You know. I'm, I'm just going to go lie down. So I don't think it would have made for very good television just to have a camera of a bunch of tents with people sleeping. Yeah, pass you know out. I mean? um, so I, I, I think it was well edited that they went to the morning after that, you know, when people were... Did you sleep in a tent? Did you have a tent? Or did you get to no. go back to the hotel? <laughs> no, no. Uh, there, there was talk about that before I went out there. And a lot of the stuff with me was really left at the last minute. Um, uh-huh. You know, with the, with the uh, camping thing, wasn't sure, am I going, am I not going? And eventually went out there and, uh, no, they, they got me uh, back to my hotel. Okay, okay. So that was a, another long commute back as well. Yeah, it was a long ride back. Um, there's no sniveling allowed with that. That's just part of the, the gig. Yeah, you know? okay. You said that a lot of your stuff was, was left until the last minute. Was that compilation we saw during the hometowns, <laughs> was that like, how much of that was you? How much of that was production? How much of that do we didn't see? Because I have a feeling that you guys spent like a half a day just messing around at the manor. A lot of other setups, I'm sure. There was so much went on. <laughs> we sure. went we went absolutely berserk. I love it. There was literally uh, a couple of producers that were there and a very sort of stark film crew. Uh-huh. And we just spent, it was a couple of days, we just spent doing lunatic stuff. I mean, I, the, the water slide, fully dressed as the butler, I was coming down there. Wow. Oh, I would love that. I was in a bathtub, okay. bubble bath, polishing Mother Ding Dong, my bell. Oh, that's her name? That's you know, I named her Mother Ding Dong, yes. There was Mother Ding Dong was the bell I used. There was Father Ding Dong, which was the big bell. And there was okay. Baby Ding Dong, but we don't touch oh, Baby God. Ding Dong. Oh, so yeah. good. And then we did a lot of, uh, I went through the house and was going through the various rooms where the uh, ladies were staying and the gentlemen. Mm -hmm. And basically like a, like a parent, you know, when your kids trash the room, sort of going through, you know, oh my goodness, look at all these sticky clothes and goodness me, what a mess doing that sort of thing. It was a mess. It was was an absolute (laughs) mess. But in their defense, I mean, they didn't know any second, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, cocktail party. Oh, by the way, elimination, yeah. pack your bags. You just come around the corner, gloves, and they're like, oh, God. <laughs> and the uh, the area that they were in, um, although it was a huge mansion, was you know fairly compact mm-hmm. where they were uh, sleeping and everything. So, but it, it was, it was, it was hysterically messy. But yeah, no, there's so much you didn't see, so much. And uh, it's, it's kind of a shame. Um, but I think a lot of that was uh, in order to develop Martin the butler, you know, yeah. which way was it going to go? Was he going to be this this lunatic running around the house and <laughs> diving into the pool and all this sort of stuff? Uh-huh. Or was he going to be uh, a more sincere uh, person, a confidant for the gentleman, yeah. and a sort of yeah. stabilizing factor? And I think they made the right decisions, but wouldn't it be lovely if they were to have uh, a subsequent venture where we get to see what happened with the etiquette lessons and we get to see what happened? Sally Ann, Sally Ann. Sally Ann, Sally Ann, hey, hey, first of all, uh, everything you just said, yes. Second of all, can we, can we, can you send us the video of him going down the slide? I need Please. that. We need it. We need it. Okay. Okay, Sally Ann, thank you very much. Okay, we'll talk to you later. So you, when the girls came back from that hometown, you uh, must have been thrilled. 
Yeah, it, it was uh, because yeah, they were gone for a little bit there. Um, I forget exactly how many days it was. But um, you know, during that time, you know, I spent doing stuff and, you know, uh, B-roll, pick up things and everything uh-huh. around the, the mansion. But it was a little bit, uh, um, I know on the Instagram, they, they put this thing on of, you know, me with a teapot and talking to it. And uh-huh. <laughs> I, I was kind of losing my mind because you're used to the chaos. You're used to, you know, okay, we need you here. We need you there. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden that was just gone. Yeah. So I was so pleased um, to see them when they returned. And I think they were pleased to see me. It was like, this was our home. This fantasy mansion was all of a sudden our home. And it was a sort of homecoming ceremony. And it, it was delightful. It really was. Yeah, Carolyn flung that door open. Yeah. With the uh, all the rip seats in the uh, in the sprinter van. She <laughs> flings that door open. And then they all run up to you, give you a big hug. I, I I imagine you were like, Oh, this is nice to have them back. But the the fact that they just like surrounded you and started chanting your name had to be a nice, nice moment to feel like, Okay, I'm not just like playing a role here. They're like this I'm like part of this too. They're really happy to see me. Uh huh. Yeah, let, let me uh, put this question to you both about that scene, yeah. which I'm sure you've watched and scrutinized and checked out what's in the background and what dailies were. Oh, absolutely. I watch it every night before I go to bed. Uh, you and me both. No. Um, <laughs> did you see anything in that scene that was inappropriate from the butler? No, but now I'm now I'm questioning everything. No, I'm not, I'm not going there. I just It was just like, you know, and I don't like to talk about any sort of negative press or anything. There's been very minimal about it. No. But uh-huh. I did read somewhere that someone's thought that an elderly gentleman such as myself should oh. be giving hugs to, to, to young girls. What? Who is this person? Who is this? Send, send the DM to me. I will track this piece of garbage down. No. And I will beat them with a bell. And they'll know what it's about then. It was one of the most heartwarming things in this entire season. That was that. No, that never once crossed my mind. No. I mean, I thought so, too. Honestly, I got a little misty watching it. I was like, God, this is this is why I like the show. Uh-huh. Because, again, on the other show, we didn't we've never seen moments like that. It was real. Exactly. It was totally real. And it, it takes a lot to offend me. I mean, yeah. over the years, I've 40 years in entertainment, tons of negative press, whatever. But that was one remark that I thought that's that's uncalled for. Um, yeah. I did genuine, um, wonderful relationship with all the ladies on the show. Yeah, yeah. It was just fantastic, and that was one of those moments. It was so genuine. It was so beautiful. Yes. it really was. You know, just that little bit tarnished by that one remark. I was. No. Don't I was listen to that person. That. They are incorrect. They are wrong. I mean, middle finger with the glove. <laughs> middle finger with the glove, and you know where that's going to go also as well. It's going to go in. In, in that asshole's butthole. There, there we go. <laughs> right. How dare you talk to Martin like that? Unbelievable. Have to, be, uh, have to be laundered after that. Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, my goodness. Just wild. But that's, that's again, what the internet does, you know? Oh, yeah. it does, absolutely. But, I, I mean, I shouldn't, I shouldn't complain because, I mean, I've read, you know, some of the, uh, there's great things out there, but, you know, some of the negativity or assumptions that people have made about, you know, certain ladies in the show. Yeah. It's, I mean, unfortunately, that's the world we live in. It's very easy these days to, for anybody to just get on there and say whatever they want. And you do kind of, you know, put yourself in that position when you do television like mm-hmm. this. Yeah. So I, I get it. I get it. But uh, it's still, you know, 
you're still human. You still can't help but feel, you know, it's a little bit too much sometimes. We, me and Mixie talked about this before that the other show that we, we will still not name, it's even yes. worse over there. It's like oh. 98% that stuff and 2% good stuff. Yeah. And I feel like we have the exact opposite on the show. And it's because of, I feel, how the show was put together, the casting of the show, yourself, and the editing of the show. I think they did a really good job. And it wasn't like, let's find every second of drama and make it eight episodes of mm-hmm. just that. No, I, I agree. And the, the team, I mean, from top to bottom, I mean, uh, Sally Ann, yeah. genius. She gave me a lot of guidance uh, during uh, filming, especially in the initial stages. And one thing that... Uh, I had to learn very quickly was I mean, I'm used to doing scripted stuff like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. you, uh, television, film, whatever. And um, in that you sort of, you know what your lines are going to be and you, you deliver them accordingly. Yeah. But in, in reality situations, and they did warn me about this, but I totally messed it up for about the first week. <laughs> um, you have to do a lot of pauses. And the reason you do the pauses is to get the reaction. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Um, so I would be just, you know, I'd get my six pages. Okay. We're going to be doing this today. And I'd sort of look at it and I'd be trying to remember, okay, I'll do that. Do that. And I get on there and they say, okay, let's, uh, kick it off. And I just rattle off through it and I'd be, Whoa, slow down, Butler, <laughs> you know, take a, take a breath, you know? And I was like, Oh, okay. I got it. But I kept doing that for a while. Yeah. But eventually I, I sort of got the hang of it. Um, and, the uh, it's like the eliminations, my goodness, the, the awkward staring during that is just incredible. Oh man, <laughs> it was so good. Because uh, what you see is awkward, but to actually be there and multiply like a hundred times. Oh, I'm sure it was. It was crazy. You know, you'd say something like, "All right, it's now time for elimination." Oh. Brianna. <laughs> no, that's it for the next five minutes. And you know, she's like, "Huh?" And then I'd sort of, you know, stand back and I, I might sort of. Look at my watch and, and and you're doing all these things and I'm trying to fill the time and, and they're, they're wondering, what on earth is this guy doing? And uh, so, yeah, those were those were interesting to do. Goodness. And like, OK, so we talk about elimination. Was it yes. was it production's choice to have you basically be the one to eliminate the girls? I mean, obviously, the guys were telling you who to, who they wanted and who they didn't. But like you were kind of the one breaking up with them. Yeah, that that was a uh, production decision. Okay. Um, I think it was a good decision. Was that hard for you? No, um, because I have to be, I mean, yes and no. I mean, I have to be very impartial with this. Uh-huh. I'm not the one falling in love. Yeah. All right? We're just falling in love with you. It's the other mm-hmm. way around. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's, <laughs> oh, thank you for that. <laughs> no, but, you, you, you know, I often think of it as uh, I'm like the, the ropes on a boxing ring and there's this big fight going on. I'm just there to kind of gently nudge people back in and keep them on their feet sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it probably was easier for me to do the eliminations and have the general. So they did do an elimination without me, as you do recall. Yes. Yes, um, they did. Um, well, Steven did. He took it in his own hands. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I think that was a good call uh, uh-huh. from production to do that. And I, I was okay with it. There was a couple that were very difficult for me to do. Um, because I was just, I was really sad to, you know, yeah. see certain, uh, ladies leave because they were just, yeah. they were just so adorable. You kind of wanted no one to get eliminated. It was just like, can't we just sort of hang out here and everyone just gets on? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So it, it was a little difficult sometimes. 
Um, and of course, the, 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 the greatest relief of all, and I do hope she's listening, was Suzanne. The knitting. You know, the knitting. And I was baffled by that. I, you know, when she first did it, I was like, this is rather strange. Is she taking this seriously? You know, and she'd just be sitting there like this and doing her thing. And, and I actually, uh, she maybe won't remember this, but I do. Uh, I'd, I'd said to her, you know, when we weren't filming at one stage, I said, I hope that scarf's for me. And I think she said it was, but I never got it because she ended up off the show. Well, she hasn't finished it. I know I heard she's she's kind of traumatized by just even yeah. looking at it. I understand. But I'm telling you right now, her hearing this and knowing that you're aware and that you were kind of excited to get this scarf, I bet you will. She'll finish it. She'll finish it for you. <laughs> Maybe that'll happen. But she was, uh, yeah, she was one of the ones that re- she really sort of stood out and uh, uh-huh. she was quite hysterical and she used to get so tense, but great facial expressions as well. Oh, her, yeah. Oh, yeah. Know. Have you kept in contact with any of the the people? Because I imagine like all the girls and the guys still talk with each other, which I imagine it's if you just cut off all communication with these people you've been hanging out with is rather tough. Uh, Are you in that situation where, you know, you're not talking to them all the time? How's that kind of working for you now? Have they reached out to you and be like, we miss you so much? In the virtual world, um, there's plenty of discussions as far as Instagram, things like that. Uh-huh. As far as far as sort of a you know personal direct messaging, there's been none of that. Yeah, um, that's a choice I kind of made. I mean, I I a reunion wouldn't that be great? Oh, to get everybody together. I mean, we'll host it. We've said this time and time again. We will host it. We'll be there. I would. I mean, like I say, I would love to uh, reconnect with everybody uh-huh. um, as Martin. Yes. You know what I mean? yeah. Because they, they knew Martin the butler. And what you have to understand is most of the interaction, I didn't have any downtime uh-huh. uh, other than with the gentleman. Occasionally, there'd be a few moments before we, you know, got into filming or whatever. Uh, but it was very limited. And uh, mm-hmm. I was quite isolated during the whole process. Mm. Uh, yeah. they, I, was, I was actually downstairs. They, a beautiful room. at had a theater downstairs. So I used oh. to sit there and watch, watch Netflix Oh wow! I was waiting to oh yeah be called up. So massive <laughs> theater. Um, so my interaction with them, uh, I you know I, I couldn't can't say what you're thinking because I have to be impartial. Yeah. But uh-huh. again, you're human, so you do have these thoughts about you know various characters and everything else. Yeah. I got to spend a lot more time with the guys, but I would love to um, get together with everybody and just have a a chat, yeah. have a tea and a chat. You know, yeah. I'd love it. I'd absolutely love that, and hopefully. Um, once, because tonight uh, is the uh, final it's episode. The one, yep. yeah, once, once it's over, um, I do hope to uh, have a reconnect, shall we say? Yeah, and I have a talk with everybody because I, I thought they everybody was just exceptionally good in that show. Exceptionally good. Were you surprised by like who was picked, seeing the way that it's been edited? Because I was absolutely shocked, obviously, with with him picking Kala, but. I'm sure you had some insight in seeing them and hearing their discussions. How did that kind of play out for you? I was uh, kind of shocked yeah. at the end of how it all went down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really, I mean, you have to remember that on the dates and things like that, I wasn't privy to any of that. Ah, I didn't see anything true, yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, so I would basically, I mean, I'm there to do the setup. This is what you're going to be doing. Uh-huh. Um a lot of conversations you haven't seen uh, where I'd be down at the, the gentleman's place, you know, how did the night go, you know, 
tell me what went on. Yeah. But it was, um, I don't know if superficial is the right word or not, but it, I didn't get to hear much of their actual feelings um, uh-huh. other than um, early on with uh, Carolyn. Yeah. And the, the Carolyn Kurt thing. And yeah. again, a lot of people have said to me, oh, that's a setup, that's this. No, that was, <laughs> he literally, and I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying this, like from first set eyes on her, yeah. It was going to be difficult to look at anybody else because this is this is this is the one here, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so that was very apparent, and and I think that's also why uh, the way the show was structured, you see that yeah. uh, all the way through it, and it was very genuine. And uh, yeah, but the ending, the the final night, and everything when it was um, like down to the wire, as I said on there. Yeah, I mean, I knew, I knew. Uh, very near to the end. I mean, I wasn't privy again to exactly who it was going to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when um, they actually sort of showed up for that final uh, meeting with the guys and as they arrived and I was greeting them, I knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And uh, But I couldn't show that in my expression. Uh-huh. I had to greet everybody the same as, you know, it's a glorious night, enjoy yourself. Yeah. And then I think the toughest bit um, was when I was aware someone who arrived was not going to win the contest, if you like. I was just about to say, you're like greeting them as if everything's okay. And in your head, you're like, run away now, just run away. (laughs) But the the worst thing, the greeting was bad and bad enough. But imagine this, you know what's going to happen. And then in my earpiece, okay, she's coming out. And I was like, are they going to just whack me one? Or, you know, what's going to happen here? You know, you knew. How dare you? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because Carolyn looked like she made like a beeline right for that van. Just mm-hmm. like right on. She out. tossed that flower and she yeah. was like, get me in this fucking van. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah, it was pretty tense. Pretty yeah. Tense stuff, <laughs> you know? And again, it, you know, it's, it's easy, I think, for an audience to look at that and go, yeah, good. Got rid mm-hmm. of her. Yeah. But you've got to remember, this is an actual person who's yeah. just devastated, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I understand, you know, the whole element of television. We're rooting for somebody, everything else. But I'm the guy that always feels sorry for the boxer that ends up on the canvas. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Someone help him up while the other guy's cheering away. Yeah. So, um, and again, maybe it's that fatherly thing as well. You know, I'd think to myself, if that was, you know, my daughter that just got dumped or whatever, how would I, you know, feel? Mm-hmm. So that's where my emotions, I had to really control them and not let that out. Um, so I had to bury that sort of deep inside for the whole process of uh, Joe Millionaire for richer or poorer. <laughs> well, we are unfortunately coming up on the end of our conversation, which I don't want it to be, but we are. Uh... Um, I did want to touch on before we do our classic last question. Um, you touched on in the beginning your Rod Stewart impersonation tour. What's going on with that now? Are you kicking that back up, or where are you at with that? Tell me, tell us more about it. The Rod Stewart thing is something I've uh, sort of fell into after some theatre work up in Canada. I got offered to do it, and I tried it out, and saw that it was quite lucrative and quite fun. I enjoy his music, so I've done it for the last uh, twenty years. Wow. I just did two two shows here in Vegas. <sighs> God, just yeah, and they they both sold out, which was great. Well, thank God they sold out, and we didn't know about it. Because if we if we knew about it and couldn't get a ticket, I would have lost my mind. I am a four hour drive. I am in the car 
<laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we should have done this earlier. I could have had you as a special guest. Oh, oh wow. Don't tell him that. <laughs> I have I have to lie down. No, we'll do that down the road. I mean, we'll figure that out somewhere down the road for sure. Oh, absolutely, yes. Got to do that. I will be on a plane. I know, I know how to get a hold of you. I will be on a plane. We'll, we'll do it. <laughs> but um, it is something I'm still going to do. I've actually got a show in July mm-hmm. up at uh, Feather Falls Casino, a couple of nights up there. Some of the shows I go in just as a special guest kind of thing, so mm-hmm. I'll do three okay. songs or whatever. And then I have my own show, which is called Forever Rod, which is the one I just did here in Vegas. Uh-huh. Um, my next booking is February next year in Florida. I think I've got three weeks down there. But again, uh, the big thing I'm hoping for is that we, you know, I, I may have to alter things around because season two's coming up. You know, I, I mean, I'm just, uh, I haven't heard. Have you heard? I haven't heard. No, I was going to ask you. We were hoping you knew. That's the big question, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would do anything. I said I'd sell my firstborn, and I stand by that. I would. I can't wait. <laughs> I need more Morton. I, I, I'd like to think that, yes, we're definitely doing this. I mean, things I've read, uh, read about the show, uh, that it is a different format. I think it's fresh. I think it's a great approach. Yeah. I think it's something that uh, can compete against the other show. Mm-hmm. or other shows, if you will. Especially depending on where they place it in the schedule. Yep. yep. Well, this is the thing. This is the thing. You know, it depends what night it goes on, where yep. it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to look at the streaming element. Yep. You know, because um, yeah. often it's the case with television nowadays. Most people will, they don't want to watch the commercials and stuff, so they'll record it, watch it uh-huh. later. Or there's options online to watch it. So I think yep. all these things have to be factored in. And uh, I really hope at the end of the day we can reassemble this magnificent team yeah, um, of people I was so privileged to work with, and we can do this again, uh, do it again, do it better, and continue doing it. You know, and dare I say, with two apprentices who <laughs> would be there just to just to help you, I'll shine your shoes. Yeah, <laughs> we are the butlers, butler. The yeah, the the budding for the butler. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If, if I may, I know. I know we have limited time right now, but I, I want to say about your show, there are other podcasts, which are Ugh. irrelevant, really. Irrelevant. But what you've done here is fantastic, and I think that the attention to detail is incredible. Oh, thank uh, you. Things you notice and stuff, and it really is entertaining listening. I'm not a podcast guy, but I am now for this show. Oh, my goodness. Let's go. You get an air horn. You get an air horn for that. Yes. Absolutely. Hell yeah, Martin. Well, yep. I, as you know, we end every podcast with one very particular question. Far away. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? I love pineapple on pizza. I love the Hawaiian. Really? Love it. Oh, yeah, love it. It's so good, isn't it? It's delicious. It's so good. And uh, I was worried about coming on. I thought they it's going to crucify me for something. No. But, uh... I'm so torn. I could go either way. But yeah. that's incredible. So that's like your number one order is pineapple on pizza. Oh, yeah. Hawaiian, I always go ham and pineapple. Absolutely. Nice. Amazing. I love it. I love the order. Mm-hmm. It's it's a bold move for a bold man with uh, w- the best head of hair on television. Yeah. It's just it's real. It's like, this is real stuff, you know. Oh, I could tell. We I saw. I was looking for plugs and found zero. Yeah. I loved <laughs> What type of product are we using on that? Is it an yeah. all-day hold? Do you have to, like, re, re-gel? Like, is it a mousse? What are, is it a spray? What are we doing? How are we getting this look? They, uh, well, today, um, this has got a ton of just hairspray because I'm in Vegas, obviously, yeah. and I had to do a television interview this morning. I just got oh, wow. back to do this. 
and it's windy as heck out mm. there today. So it's double lacquered right now. But nice. the helmet. A, oh yeah, pretty much. I mean, it, it's not moving. Um, but normally, I, they did put product in my hair. I had a stylist that used to do it on on set, and uh, it's like a, a putty. Is that it? Yeah, putty? A, a, oh, yeah. a clay. Uh-huh. A clay, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Clay, that's it. So it's 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 malleable, I guess you'd call it. And they, they put that in and they sort of spray it up and away you go. And then you get, you know, to feel like a celebrity with people coming out with powder puffs and doing all this stuff. Have you been noticed was, yet? Yeah. Has anybody noticed you like around town? I went to uh, see Billy Joel the other night at oh, a, yeah. Allegiant, Allegiant Stadium. Uh-huh. And it was weird because I was walking along and usually when I have my blonde hair, people would yell out, hey, Rod. Oh. The Rod Stewart thing, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm not used to people yelling out my name and figure if someone calls my name Martin, I must know them. So there was three different incidents where this this guy I'm chilling, he's like, "Hey, Martin," and I was like, "American accent, you like that?" Hey, Martin. Yeah, that was, that was a good one. Very good. And I said, "Hey, how's it going?" Figured I must know him, so I better pretend that I do. Yeah. And he goes, "Oh, just." You're the greatest show, the greatest host, and I was like, "Oh God, he doesn't know me." And this is this is this is a this is a bottle thing, you know? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, we uh, did a bunch of pictures and that, and then I got upgraded tickets. So I guess there's something in it. Amazing! Hell yeah! Look at that paying off in tenfold. It paid off. Yeah. It's only gonna start. It's only the beginning too, Martin. Because yeah. when you get the next season, you're just gonna uh. get bigger and bigger and bigger. You're gonna be selling out Madison Square Garden soon. If, if I keep eating the craft services, I will be getting bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> Netflix and Twix bars, you know. Mm. I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, this has been just truly the best time of my life, I think. I don't think I'll ever top this <laughs> until next season when we talk to you again. But in person when we're there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I got to tell you, for me, this has been an absolute pleasure. Like I said, I've listened to you. Uh, since the first episode, and I've thoroughly enjoyed everything that you've done. And thank you so much for inviting me on to the number one Joe Millionaire podcast. Number one! Mixie, what a day to be alive. He, He knows who we are. Like, not only knows who we are, him and his wife listened to the podcast, and he knew all the references to the buttholes and everything like that. I mean, what are the chances of that? I was I was super scared for my mom to hear me talk about buttholes on the podcast. But now I'm just like now I feel like I disappointed my dad. Oh God, Martin and his beautiful wife. Uh, we we appreciate you. We thank you. I mean, wow. I I don't even have the words to say. You guys, this was so you don't understand. Like I really hope that like the joy that he radiates like came through. I'm sure it did, but like. I even, like, we recorded this a while ago. Like, I even am just, like, still on a high from having <laughs> talked to him. You nearly broke down a couple times. I I did. And then, guys, even after we were, we stopped recording and we were just kind of finishing <laughs> up, he told me I was beautiful. And I'm serious. I've never felt more beautiful in my entire life. He's like, you're so beautiful. And you guys do such a such a good job with this. And you've made yeah. it into something. He's like, so sweet and loving. And just like, oh, it was just like. What a man. And it now makes sense after everybody we've talked to who said he was such such a sweetheart on the set and everything like that. And then when you mm-hmm. talk to him, literally, I don't even know. Like, as soon as he popped on, his screen popped on, before we hit record, he goes, 
oh, I can't wait to be here with the number one Joe Miller. And I was like, both of us were like, are you fucking kidding? Because we had we had discussions, me and Mixie, literally before you jumped on. I was like, how are we going to tell him about like the butthole and like it's that it's a joke. And I was like, okay, somebody, somebody probably briefed him. So like, he's going to be like, they talk about my butthole. What? And he's going to hop on and be like, why do you talk about what? I can't do his accent. I can't do justice. That was hysterical. That was horrible. But like, I, I, I don't have, I've, I've lost the word. Just what a way to like close out the series on, on Joe millionaire for now. Hopefully we'll have some more people. We're still trying to set up some other interviews down the line, um, but that brings us to our special programming announcement. It's been a while coming. We've been trying to figure out what we were going to do. Mixie, would you like to tell everybody what's happening? While we wait for um, whatever is going on in the challenge universe to happen, <laughs> we will not be stopped. We're riding this momentum train. So we have taken that train turned it into a boat, and sailed to Temptation Island. Wow! Off the dome, you guys! Oh, wow. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot of a lot of dome. Guys, we watched the first, like, three minutes of Temptation Island, me and Mixie again. We hit play at the same time, and the takes were already flowing. So many takes. We'll just say this. Steven was like, I wanted, I, like, as the, you know, the title sequence was coming in, Steven goes, we should take bets on which pe- which couples stay together and which ones break up. And I was like, they all break up. What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean which ones stay together? What, how is that even possible? There's no possible way. So I think we're already starting off with hot separate sides on this. I think it's going to be a great debate. I'm excited to get into it. It was great because literally within the first two minutes, they show a couple and she's like, yo, really excited to do this. And he, the guy is just sitting there with his like head down like his dog just got ran over. And I'm like, oh, this guy does not want to be going to Temptation Island. This was all her doing. I am I am really excited to see how this all unfolds. So I hope you guys join us on that journey. We are pumped to start something new. Oh, boy. Just a heads up. If you are a Temptation Island podcast, we're fucking coming for you. You were coming for you. You have no idea. Enjoy where you're at right now because you'll be you'll be moving down a, a peg or two. A couple pegs because we're fucking coming for that number one spot as we always do here on the number one Joe Millionaire and soon to be the number one Temptation, Temptation Island Podcast. All right, guys, we love you very much. We really hope you felt the payoff there with the Martin interview. We love you so much. Thank you for making this happen. We love you. Do all the things we always tell you to do. Subscribe, subscribe to friends' phone, subscribe to loved ones' phone, subscribe to strangers' phone. If they leave it there at the fucking Chick-fil-A or at the, at the Starbucks, you take that phone and you subscribe them. You subscribe them to the number one Joe Millionaire <laughs> and the number one future to soon be Temptation Island Podcast. That's what you do. That's how you support us. And we love you, and we will see you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.